A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hello? Hello? <clears throat> Podcast Network Asia. Network Asia. Wow, so you mean to say that you were multitasking kana, moonlighting kana, you had you were virtual lever. So nag-live ako nang siguro mga before I jump shift, parang may 2 months nagap. Then went back to the province, started this one, etc. So parang delivery service sa on-demand personal assistant siya through SMS. So doon namin tinest, etc. very small operations. Then nung medyo okay na yung mga pillars, doon na ako bumalik nag-start. And then, I was managing it remotely. Hindi naman siya ganun ka-heavy in terms of operation kasi we're not. Wala kaming mga KPIs, walang investors. Slowly but surely, like, we managed to turn around the, the company and scale it out to 18 cities. As I call it, like, emerging cities ng Pilipinas, which is part of, like, Visayas, Mindanao. Iloilo, Bacolod, Ormoc, Tacloban, and all other emerging cities. So, dun, kung, ke, kung saan wala yung food panda grab, so mga ganun siya. And good evening, good morning, good afternoon to wherever you're watching from here in the Philippines and from all over the world. And welcome to my podcast, the RJ Ledesma Podcast. In my podcast, I interview the country's pioneering and trailblazing business personalities and entrepreneurs to learn more about how they think about doing business. What are their success secrets? Can we replicate those success secrets? And more importantly, how have they innovated their businesses during this pandemic? And what opportunities do they see emerging? in our post-new normal environment. Now, is there a business personality or entrepreneur that you would like me to interview here on the podcast? Please let me know. I would love to learn from them. Just drop me a message. We are also live right now on YouTube, Kumu, CBRC TV, Global Penas TV, and now the Bounce Back Network. Tonight, I feature a very proud entrepreneur, tech startup entrepreneur coming from the Eastern Visayas region. Very happy to have over here, just like myself, a former proctoid Proctors are usually people who work in Procter and Gamble. We all share a common bond, no? We have Mr. Nell Ligo, who is the Chief Executive Officer and Founder of Peddler Philippines, a mobile application developed by a startup company, proudly again, hailing from Eastern Visayas. Peddler has helped many micro, small, and medium enterprises in managing inventory and bookkeeping, especially with their features, which have digital ledgers and storefronts for businesses. With Peddler starting an online business or even businesses, With physical stores can be managed thoroughly in different aspects, from sales to inventory to accounting and reports, just through your mobile devices. And even better, Peddler works offline and can function without the internet. So may I please welcome here on the show right now, um, very proudly, we have Mr. Nell Ligo. Nell, welcome to the show. Yes, hello. Hi, RJ. Thank you for having me on this show. Very happy really to have you over here, Nell. Anel, pakibati naman yung mga Eastern Visayas dyan na nakikinig sa'yo ngayon dito sa Visayas, pati sa buong mundo. Yep, so yeah, hello for the people of somewhere, especially for Kat Balogan and for my entire team who I think is watching right now from Ay, Kat Balogan. Oh, isa sa, sa vernacular na lang, sa dialect mo para marinig dito yung, ano, yung dialect nyo. So yan, so maupay na gabi ay yung tanan, tanan nga na mamate, so I welcome you na pamate for like, for this podcast para like maka Maintindihan niyo about on store and peddler, kung paano kami nagtikang, tapos kung na naman ginihimo, yan na, para like and micro and small businesses in Pilipinas. Thank Fantastic. you. And before we start, Nell, uh, like everybody, I want everybody to know, you can keep your mic on, no? just in case, so no, no need to mute your mic. No? Um, let's just make sure that people can start checking out Peddler right now. What is the website of Peddler that they can visit right now so we can post it online? Yep, so they can go to www.peddler.io. Okay, great, fantastic. Mike, can you post that online right now? It's peddler.io. Peddler, that's without an E. P-E-D-D-L-R dot I-O. There you go. 
at the same time, for those listening, we got a lot of love coming from the Eastern Visayas. We've got January Reyes Tomioka giving us a, a rocket ship uh, emoji over here. Thanks so much for listening to us right now, uh, January. Now, uh, Nell, one of the big news which came out earlier this year about Feder was this one. 4.3 million in seed funding. That's that's amazing. Can you just tell me just, you know, um, you know, for anybody, you know, like for yourself, and we'll talk about it later on from a corporate background, then you went to entrepreneurship and all of a sudden 4.3 million US dollars technically in your pocket to build a company. How did that feel for you? So actually, it was not much more overwhelming because like initially when we do the fundraising, we alam na namin kung how much money we will be needing in order to push the envelope on the next level for Peddler in terms of growth, growth in terms of user uh, user base, and also growth in terms of organization that will support that you know acquisition of users, etc. So every, everything was planned initially, even though on the fundraising side. So the 4.3 million came after, two months after we closed our pre-seed round, which is like 500,000, the initial fundraise. So technically, wow. we just raised like... Somewhere around like 4.9 million US dollars in total funding, both pre-seed and seed round. Fantastic. Yep. Bravo. Congratulations. A lot of people congratulating here right now online. I want to just uh, shout out to them. You got Jerick San Pedro saying, let's go. Come on, Mike. Let's show that uh, right now on screen. Jerick San Pedro saying, let's go. Uh, we also have uh, Apple de Guia saying, peddler sakalam. Diba? And uh, Mrs. Uh, Pami, ahu, ahu, really people uh, supporting you over here. And we've got Marie Iglesias Lee, sabi niya, laban lang, peddler. Uh, really great thing that you guys are doing here right now. I'm just curious, when you had to go, from, from what point were you able to move from raising money, I mean, from, from coming for the initial idea to raising your initial seed? How much time was in between that? So in terms of like the total timing, it's really more or less somewhere around like eight to nine months. So from building the the MVP to creating attraction from the beta cycle until we launched it July last year, then we closed out five months after we closed out our pre-seed round November last year. So it's, it was really more of like, we were not fundraising at the moment during that time. It was like we're building the product, we're building the community, which we have like in Facebook. And all of a sudden, like Franco from Kai, from... Paxmon, sorry. And all all of their guys, no? So parang Jacob messaged me, hey, Nell, just want to check out what you're building, etc. And all then, yeah. Wow. Tiningnan namin, then yeah, apparently they, they were interested. Then, then the first people to put some check on Peddler was the angel investors on the network of like, like Luis Sia, Francis Plaza, and all other angel network from the Filipino community na mga founders so parang so they they were the first one who gave like somewhere around 50,000 100,000 US dollars check then nag compound na siya from Foxmon from Kaya and for the regional investors to come in during the seed round so parang ganun siya so nagsunod-sunod na it was not really planned in terms of fundraising but we needed the fund for us to grow in terms of like that the organization and the technology that we've been building so yeah so it, it all started during the pandemic because, yeah, and four of us started the company, I, me, Aiko, and our like founding developers team like Nelson, Mel, and Francis. Shout out to all of them listening here right now. Yeah. And we're going to go a bit more into your story later on, Nel. Um, Nel, so that just meant uh, during the first eight months when you were developing it, you weren't really looking at angel investors when you were putting this together. You weren't looking at funders. You were just developing it uh, yourselves, right? Is that right? Yep. Yep. Before Peddler, I used to have like a previous startup called Hybes. I know how hard it is to raise funds, especially if you don't have traction, if you don't have that like the connections who will do some introduction. So, so our bet was like, we, we will just build the product, build the traction, create the data. Yeah. I think because I, I'm, I'm a believer, like traction cures all doubts. Eh? So if you have the like data, that. you have traction. the numbers. I want, I want to say that. I want to say that again. Uh, for for many of the entrepreneurs and startups out there, I love that uh, that that germ of wisdom. Traction uh, eliminates all doubts. Tambaho. Yep. Uh, so traction cures all doubts. So parang ganon yung thinking namin. Because like nobody will be doing an intro. Because we're like a team from Eastern Visayas, from Katbalogan City, and no pedigree, no connections, etc. So like yeah. So the strategy was to build the product, get more users to use the application, and the growth was organic when we initially started. And then uh, I just want to ask, uh, well, we're going to throw around some terms over here and hopefully some people will, will explain it also as well later on. No? With the eight months that you were doing better, was it all bootstrap, meaning that the money was coming out of your own pocket to, to develop an app? And if you were bootstrapping, where did the previous funding come from when you were doing the bootstrapping? Talaga from, from your previous work, from your previous app? 
So it's really more of like bootstrap talaga siya from the get-go. So I could put some money, then make some resources as well. So parang everything just contributed. But the good thing is like me coming from finance, I know where to stop. So we just put a limit. So okay, this is like the, the runway that we have. We need to build this and create the traction. If if hindi siya mag-fly, then talaga na toss it around. But apparently, mid-halfway, everything gets viral. Everybody was using it. People were talking about it so i think it was like the trigger point of like i think we have something with peddler because like even peddler the initial idea is not the current platform the current current models not the initial idea that we have been working on on the get-go so parang we, we we created an mvp we released it to market we listened to the users and we found out like okay so case, can, can i step back then can you explain to people for those first time who appreciate what what this MVP means so that we can we can get a bit of a uh, uh, startup one on one lecture over here? Yeah, sure. So MVP is like the most viable product that you have, meaning it's the early version of the application that you have created. So for us, hindi siya ganon kasexy, walang kulay, walang UI, walang walang mga ganon. So walang walang mga hindi siya like all other apps right now na magaganda yung design. It was really functional. May mga buttons pero gumagana siya. It serves the purpose. Really? And it was just to test if people like the app, right? Or people like what the app is about. Tama ba ka yep, yep, exactly. Then after that, when you tested the MVP, what did you what did you discover? Because is it right to say, Nell, that when people start doing this one, and this is what many entrepreneurs don't realize also, when you do startup world, that you know your first app or your first what you thought of as the first project or your first product, it's not going to be your final product. Usually it's just it, it actually course corrects and iterates along the way. Tama ba ako dyan? Yep, exactly. Exactly. The only the, the only constant from the from day one until now is the problem that we wanted to solve. The solution like had went through different phases, then it went through different like lens in terms of like approach on how to attack the problem, but at the end of the day the problem remains constant, which is like inventory management. If you we, we rank all of these problems that we wanted to solve when we initially went to market, the number one issue that we we were trying to solve is like inventory management mm-hmm. ng mga micro and small business owners. Which even like pen and paper cannot resolve right now walang other alternative on the market. Well, that's the, that's the amazing thing about you know where, where we are, you know, that that you actually find find the solutions on, on the way. They don't come, they don't come the first time, around, but you've got to. Mm-hmm. You, the thing with startup is you've got to get into it so that yep, you can exactly. make you, you can, that you will fail. I mean, you are built to fail in some parts because your failure is just a way for you to understand how to do it better. Is that right? Yep, exactly. So the building principle that we have like in Peddlers basically more of like fail fast, pick up the learning and move forward. Because even like yung development cycle namin sobrang bilis, seven days. Do we just want to get it on the hands of the users then listen to the feedback to all of this like what they call this suggestions and we build it based on like that what we think is like will help a lot of users along the way. So para siyang ganun. So there are like modules, there were features na nag-clap. Pero tuloy-tuloy pa rin yung build namin. Well, thanks for sharing that. I think that's very key for many people listening here right now uh, on, on the startup journey. It's not a clear-cut journey when you move through it. And having t- talked about all that one, no, I think now it's time to ask you, you know, if you were to make a pitch, you know, or what was your initial pitch when you were talking to investors? What did you describe uh, Peddler as being? So it's really more of like Peddler is a inventory manage app, management application that helps you uh, manage your inventory, book your receivables, accounts payables, and you know, it can on day one you can use our online store to share your inventory or product catalog or even like take sales through social media. So parang ganon wow. yung value proposition namin. I understand that from a business standpoint. How do I explain that to the manangs and the small business owners and the sari sari stores out there? For the actual, I guess, target market of your app, how do you laymanize that? So it's really more of like this is a replacement, yung replacement ng pen and paper nyo. So ganon lang siya. So listahan so, siya ng ng sales, ng utang, ng receivable, ng payables nyo. But but what makes it what makes it superior to having your pen and paper? Ano siya sabi mo sa kanila? What makes it superior to have Pedro over just doing your pen and paper? Actually, that's the main selling point talaga na na-absorb nung, nung segment. Even like yung mga, ng, ng mga, what do you call this? Non-techie users with Pedro is really more of like, they know that they have problem on inventory management. Kasi there, are, they, there have been like users that have been doing business for decades or mas matagal pa nga doon. Then, mm-hmm. They still don't know how much in peso value 
all of those inventories that they have on their store. Hindi nila alam kung nananakawan ba, na, hmm. nasisira, or nawawala, all of those things. So, everybody has all of those pain points all across businesses, malaki kaman or maliit. When we presented the value proposition about inventory management, like, monitor mo yung stocks, ano yung lumabas, ano yung kulang, ano yung mga bibilhin pa. So, that's where everything makes sense to them. Ah, I see, I see. Kasi so, yun yung number one pain point eh. Yung like, yung listahan ng sales, etc. Just like a secondary value that we have created along the way. Fantastic. And, and I, but I particularly like, I guess, I guess it's a pain point which you also found out. And we'll, 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 we'll really discuss a journey later on is that, you know, that it's also, it's also available offline so that they can just upload yep. it later on. I, I think that's very, I think that was a key feature, don't you? I mean, especially yep. in a country like ours where the internet yep. is not equally available everywhere else. Yep, exactly. So yun yung parang napansin namin. Initially, hindi naman siya offline. Eh. Online talaga siya. Then apparently, most of the user were requesting na ay, wala akong pambayad ng data to use this on a daily basis. Then that kicks in. Like, okay, that's the insight on the market. It's a very good insight. Then we just tweak the application to work it so offline. So wow, parang So everything is like designed and suggested by the user. We just stick towards the problem that we want to solve. Yeah, so, so parang ganun. Very nice. The idea is that the problem remains the same. The way that you solve it can change. That's what yep. we want. You know? So mm-hmm. in, in the startup, that's, re- that's really it. And we're going to go into the different iterations of how Pedro came about in just a bit. But now, after we talked about your background, again, I want to say uh, good evening to everybody who, who greeted us here right now. We've got Trisha Basal, who's greeted us in 705. Good evening. Thanks so much, Trisha, uh, for listening in. Guys, if you're listening in here right now, I want to know where you're listening in from. Are you listening in from Desayas or from the Zoom? Now let me know. We also have got uh, Cecil Alombro. Uh, good evening to both of you, sir. And uh, Geraldine Monsanto with a smiley face. And Eloisa Villanueva, thanks also for, for the hearts. Thank you so much for listening uh, to the RG Ladefa podcast. Now, having said all this one, uh, at the start of the program, I said that me and Nell uh, share common ground with regard to our... Uh, Hi, Joyce Today I'm listening from Pasig. Thanks so much for listening to us, uh, Joyce. I hope you're enjoying the show so far. Let me know if you guys also have some questions uh, for Nell. I would love to ask it from him as we talk. Now, like I said earlier on, both uh, Nell and I, we share the same corporate background. Like for many of us, my first, my first big job was Procter & Gamble. And that for me was like training for the Marines. That's like marketing Marines, Nell? When you, yep. when you go to FMCG, FMCG, fast moving consumer good business. And it's like an MBA by working for them in the business. Was that also your first job out of college? Uh, out, out of college, I, I worked for one year with Citibank, yung sa Makati din. Then after one year with Citibank, I moved to Procter & Gamble. Uh, so, did, yeah. you, did, you, did you do your, did you do your uh, college in, in Manila or was it in the province? No, it was in Cebu. So University of San Carlos. I graduated with a degree of uh, accountancy. Okay. So I'm a finance guy by training. Finance has been a fantastic background. Oy, we got somebody from Katbalogan. Criselda Joy Digas listening from Katbalogan City. Magandang gabi mga kapedler. Thank you so much for listening to us, uh, Criselda. What I wanted to you know, sort of bring out in, in my discussion right now is that actually the corporate world is also a good background to start off looking at problems. I mean, I guess that's where, where it all started there. No? And eventually you made the jump to the entrepreneurial world. And I want to see that, that, that sort of journey for you. But what were the key things that, that you picked up, I guess, now? From how long did you stay in, in PNG? Four and five years. Four and five years. And after that one, I guess you moved to uh, their beloved Unilever. competition, Unilever, after that one, no? <laughs> yeah, Unilever. <laughs> so four and five years, then done. Well, so about nine years uh, doing corporate work. What were the key things that, that you picked up uh, from them that were good? And what did you also pick up from them that eventually became the seeds of what you learned, uh, you know, that... that Give birth to Pedro. So, first of all, what are the key things that you gain um, from from working in the finance world, especially in a multinational corporation? Yeah. So, actually, in terms of like all the skill sets, then the principles of doing things, I think PNG had helped a lot in ter- uh, in terms of inculcating the discipline. Alam natin kung gano katas yung standards, all of those KPIs, all of this like like five rocks. Iwan ko kung nabutan mo pa yun. So, all of those things are very high. It's really more of like by hook or by crook, kailangan mo mag-deliver. So, all this working discipline, work ethics really came from PNG. Then, how to plan projects based on like critical timings. Those things, all of those skill sets was, yun yung parang nakuha ko with PNG. The, then, when I moved to Unilever, so parang Unilever somehow awaken the founder's mindset on my on my end because oh, on wow. the different way they do things. 
So parang founders mindset yung pinupush talaga nila. So kung sa, ito lang I, I don't know if everybody will agree but like yung na-observe ko with PNG everything's are planned out then everything needs to be executed based on the plan which is good. But mm-hmm. yung kay Unilever when I went to Unilever my plan pero mostly hindi siya nasusunod kasi mabilis ang ginagawa. Pero at the end of the day, nadi-deliver pa rin yung expectation. So para kang startup talaga nun, even like creating your own project, para kang gumagawa ng sarili mong startup. Sobrang bilis nung mga nangyayari. And I think that's yung realization ko along the way nung lumipat ako. And this is maybe like my own personal opinion. Siguro hindi mag-agree yung iba. It's like that's one of the reason why Unilever during that time when I shifted company has a very good uh, blueprint on Southeast Asia. Because they were very fast of going and getting all of those opportunities. Kasi mabilis sila eh. Parang magplatan initially, they know that it will not work out. But at the end, yung goal, ganun pa rin eh. Alam mo yun? Mm. So parang those are the skill set that na nakuha ko from different companies. I, I, I like that. Can you, can you tell me a bit more about, you know, you talk about the founder's mindset. And I think that's key. That Part of it was the seed were planted when you were in, in Unilever. And you said that it's about the sort of like the you know, you have to be agile. You can't always have the, the plan cannot be set in stone, right? But that's basically it, right? What else did you learn about the mindset that you need and how it eventually contributed to you becoming uh, an entrepreneur? So it's really more of like, nung, nung na, na kay Unilever na ako, ang daming project na where you can build, automate, and all of this like tools, then para kang nag-pitch. Okay, I, I have this problem. This is the solution that I want to do. Then every, my boss, Fatima, like, let's say, okay, just do it. Let's say, like, anong mangyayari afterwards. So they give me all of those freedom to deliver and create this kind of tools and like automations, data analytics. Then yeah, parang, parang yun yung parang stepping stone ko of creating all of these tools na parang project-based na parang gumagawa ka rin ng sarili mong startup. Kasi not only the solution, you need to plan from the people and the, the going forward and the sustainability of the process na iiwanan mo later on. So parang and when I jumped shift from PNG to Unilever, I, I founded like a 2016. I founded a startup na rin sa province ko, which is in Katbalogan. It's called Hybes. So dun ko siya tinest. Wow, so you mean to say that you were multitasking ka na? Moonlighting ka na? You had, you were virtually um, So nag-leave ako lang siguro mga, before I jumped shift, parang may two months na gap. I went back to the province, started this one, etc. So parang delivery service siya, on-demand personal assistant siya through SMS. So, doon namin tenest, etc. Very small operations. Then, nung medyo okay na yung mga pillars, doon na ako bumalik. Not, nag-start. And then, I was managing it remotely. Hindi naman siya ganun ka-heavy in terms of operation kasi we're not. Wala kaming mga KPIs, walang investors. And slowly but surely, like, we managed to turn around the, the company and scale it out to 18 cities as I call it like emerging cities ng Pilipinas which is part of like Visayas, Mindanao Iloilo, Bacolod or Mokta, and all other emerging cities so then kung saan wala yung food panda grab so mga ganun siya and this was you said this, this in between your 2016 2016 I'm curious uh, you know this, this is great that's your first attempt at entrepreneurship and you didn't leave your day job because you know you could manage it on the side. How did you identify? I was gonna ask you how did you sort of identify the that opportunity while you were there, and uh, how did you approach it? Because this is nice. This is like your this is like your thesis in entrepreneurship, right? practical mode, Yep. So I, I actually, medyo may mga small businesses na rin ako na brick and mortar. But yung nag-trigger point talaga for startups when I read this article before leaving PNG about the first company that got funded by Y Combinator. Nakalimutan mm-hmm. ko yung name pero more of like parang parang job street something yung yung model nila. Nakalimutan okay, ko. Um, the, lo- the local one? Y Combinator here in the Philippines? Caliber. Yeah, that one. I, I read that article and it was like, oh, so uh, Y Combinators was like, there's an opportunity of this one. Parang yun yung parang trigger point ko na pwede pala. Then after that, I, I, yung tipong hindi ka na nakakatulog kasi ang dami ng idea pumapasok sa'yo. Then sobrang itchy na siya. Okay, I'll just gonna do this, try this one, and launch it. Tapos pasa sa icon. So parang ganun siya. Great. And you said that so you were running both businesses at the same time. Of course, you were well, you were working for one and you were running the other one. I want to ask. You said that there was there came a point that you know it, it what high best was the name again of the business. Is that correct? 
Yep. When you're doing high best, you said that there was a point that it wasn't doing too well, and then eventually you had to fix it up. So tell us a bit more about that journey, the first, the first business. Yep. So 2016, I founded it. Uh, very, very small operations. I just want to learn the ropes on how to build things and how to go to market and make money out of it. So like one city lang talaga siya. It was no intention or like even have no ambition na palakin siya. So kung I was having this decision point of like if I'll be having an MBA or start this startup and pick up the learnings along the way. So parang mas makakamura yata ako dito sa investment ko sa startup. <laughs> Kaysa mag-MBA ako that it will take me for four years additional tapos medyo mas mahal. Dito na lang ako. Aralin ko na lang yung mga learnings. Kasi mabilis pag on, job, on the job talaga yung learnings which I've learned from PNG. That's how things are being done. Pag on, on the job yung, yung tapos hands-on, mabilis yung learnings talaga. And then, so what did you learn, I guess, by doing the first startup that you had high best that eventually planted the seeds also for you for better? What are the key learnings as, 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 in your first business that, that, that you got? So yung, yung, yung major learning ko talaga with high best is like raise fund as early as possible if you see potential and traction and product market fit. Kasi yun yung parang biggest regret ko. Kasi nung narealize ko, one of the decisions kung bakit pala ako nag-resign, nung nasa Singapore ako, There was this like nagsisimula Singapore for peace Singapore for peace Unilever Unilever for okay 1829 may naglalabasan ng news na this company got funded sa La Francis Plaza of Paymongo got funded so parang ayaw kong mahuli so yun. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out my solution is plush care PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Yung reason na umuwi ko, ayusin ko to, papalakihin ko to. So yun yung parang trigger point na all-in bahala na kasi like every parang yun yung parang signal na Philippines is ready na for fundraising yun kasi yung stubbornness ko before with Hybes kasi ayaw ko mag-fundraise kasi yung mga available funds na pwede mong kunan ng 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 pera before will take half of your body like uh, sa cap table mo kakainin yung ownership so wag na lang papatakbuhin na lang slowly at papalakihin based on like the money coming in. So parang ganun. Then apparently when Food Panda grab aggressively scale out to different cities kung saan kami player, dun ko na-realize na they have all the money and they have what it takes to crush everyone na nasa daan nila. So parang ganun. So yun yung isang takeaway take ko dun. Then yung, yung second is much more of like building the right team talaga. Kasi hindi mo kaya kung isa ka lang mamalulunod ka talaga especially like ang daming gagawin. Got that. So, while you were in Singapore working for Unilever, um, Hybis was being run over here and you, when did you make the decision point to, I guess, quit your job in Lever and then come back to the province and you were running, to, to run Hybis, is that right? That yep, one city plan? pa lang yun. Eh. One city pa lang yun. Okay. So, so you left, to, I mean, that, for me, that's a big decision. For many people, kasi to leave a corporate, a comfortable, high-paying corporate job and uwi ka sa, sa inyo uh, to run a business that is not You know, still potential for, for some people. That that's a that's a no go. But what made you decide to jump ship? So it was easier for me because I don't have family, I don't have wife or children to support. So everything is on me. If like it fails, ako lang yung impacted. Then much more of like yung craving ko to to materialize yung mga gusto kong gawin. Kasi there, there had been like almost one week, two weeks na when I was in Singapore reading all of these articles about local companies getting funded na hindi ka na talaga makatulog ever. <laughs> so parang, 
you you are missing a lot of things so yeah i think so that was the decision point na okay i'll go all in na talaga so yun okay so it's like the opportunity cost in your head uh, you can you can get you can that go of it and, and you flew back kaagad <laughs> yeah to, yung to yung inahawakan ko na lang doon if everything goes south for the startup uh things for me i can easily go back to corporate world naman eh alam mo yun so parang okay so yun na yun na lang go na Got that. I want to greet lang also Tata Galasanay Uy Kalinaya. Uh, magandang gabi mga kapeter listening from Tabon, Bislik City. Thanks so much for listening to us, Tata. Mike, let's, let's pull that up, Mike, if you can. And we also have right now, uh, listen to us over here, uh, Vavan Togado. Let's go, Master Nell. Thanks so much, Vavan. And uh, Raymond Ekaranum, listening from Misamis, Oriental. Tal. Thanks so much for listening to us from all over the Philippines. So now, uh, let's go back to your story. Uh, Nell, you came back to the Philippines. You had uh, high best. What was next? What did you have to do next? Because right now you're you're facing the potential competitiveness coming from the the, the food delivery players that, that had a lot more money than you. Yeah, for sure. So yeah, they they went to our emerging cities. Kung saan kami nagoperate, they have all the money. So then after like six eight months of like bleeding, we decided to throw away the white towel because it really doesn't make sense business fundamental wise. Because they they were burning a lot of money. Nagsusunog ng ng pera si Food Panda pati si Grab. So for us, wala na talaga. So then after that, nagiyatas ako ng two three months. Then apparently got a reflection of like, if I'll be doing this again, what's anong space? Yung masasabi ko na I know a lot of things i have a lot of insights because like in startup world the valuable currency on your initial stage is like yung insights mo talaga sa market you need mm-hmm. to to have all of those like small insights that will be the foundation of the solutions that you will be building insights on the problem insights of the users then for me it was very very clear because for Four years, I've been working with the micro and small businesses sa mga tier 2, tier 3 cities ng Pilipinas. I've seen how they operate on a daily basis, ano yung mga ginagawa nila, ano yung pain points na meron sila. Tapos, yeah, I think as my background in the corporate world, finance plus tool building, I decided to, okay, I, I think we can build this solution for them, etc. So, yeah, so, yeah, to make the story short, Peddler was built. Okay, I like that. So it really came, the insights that you gained really came from your previous work. I mean, that, that's where it came from. And, and it's, a, it's a combination of what you got uh, from your previous job. At the same time, your own skill set, your own expertise in being able to, to build this one came into play. But then, okay, after some people often think that, okay, if, if I'm an entrepreneur, great idea. Uh, what's next? How do I do the software development? How do I do, how do, I do the app development? How do I get funding? What, what's the story after that, Mel? So it was really more of like me. I have a corporate background about tool building. So hindi siya bago sa akin, like yung creating nitong mga applications. So plus pa yung accounting side of things. So I think I'm the best fit to do the job because of like that yung debit credit ng accounting plus pa yung tool building. So the the challenge was how to grow and the get the initial users on the get-go. Okay, may product kami, pero sino gagamit? Diba? So yung challenge kasi before when we introduce it to our friends, etc. Iba yung sinasabi nila, sasabihin, sobrang ganda niyan, sobrang ganda. I think madami gagamit nito. But if you give it to them and you check the data back end, hindi naman pala nila ginagamit. So it's really more of like people will tell you differently versus how they behave when using the application. So sobrang importante talaga ng data. Kasi yun yung version of truth na titingnan talaga. So yun, so... When when we went to market, hindi namin alam kung saan hahanapin yung mga users kasi gusto namin siya na organic lang talaga yung acquisition. So yung ginawa namin ni Aiko, we joined a lot of like uh, Facebook groups, like mga sarsar stores, etc. Sa nakakatawa nga, kasi nung, nung nag-join kami doon, yung tawag namin yung farming, magpupus kami. Yung mga ginagamit namin creatives, yung mga professional ones, etc. Magpupost kami na may application kami ganito, etc. Nobody would like Walang mak- walang nagkaka-interest doon sa mga postings namin. Then apparently na frustrate na kami ni Aiko. Nag-type na lang kami doon. Sino may gusto ng stock management na na application? Mamo-monitor niyo yung stocks niyo, etc. Last in like raw posting, then everybody came in like fishes. Wow. Namin, what, a, what, a great, what a great learning, ah. Huh? <laughs> what a great learning. Kasi parang parang yeah, parang yung insight namin doon is parang na-intimidate yung ibang mga users kasi like professionally done yung yung creatives, yung mga ganun. But if you talk to a level na naintindihan nila na must honest, I think that's where we got the the trust of the initial 100 user base. 
so parang gusto lang yung parang authenticity na galing talaga sa I mean I mean yeah. I guess I, I guess sometimes that happens to us about it looks too aspirational or too expensive diba or can look too expensive so we have to yeah exactly parang natatakot or na-intimidate na yung mga users eh pag ganun got that was there a point when you were doing the business where you felt like oh no it might not I mean all of us go through that as entrepreneurs right it, it might not work was there a low point for you when you were developing high best or when you were do, when you were doing high best or when you were doing uh, when you were doing better and you felt like you might want to quit. I mean, for all of us, we, we go through those times. Eh? Yep. So, I think there would always be a point na low point talaga. So, the difference between me doing the Hibis thing and the peddler stint right now is like, before for Hibis, wala kang makausap, wala kang masyaran ng mga stress points mo eh. Then right now, you have a, like, you have Ico and the initial team na binild mo just to come up with the initial product. Shared yung stress, shared yung responsibility. Yun yung parang mas nakagaan kesa as like solo founder ka, sayo lahat. Then I do acknowledge na everybody has their own strengths and just build a team that could somehow be like mag-fit dun sa, sa other skill sets na wala ka. Alam mo yun, kasi everything needs to work perfectly based on their kanya-kanyang skill sets, pati mga strengths. And the opportunity areas will just gonna be picked up by some other people who has very strong uh, skill sets on that side. So just to cover up the entire base. So parang ganun. Yun yung parang change. Tapos yun, hindi siya ganun kay stressful kasi if my problem, we talk about it and strategize and move on. Kasi malupot oh. yung buhay ng entrepreneur. At alam mo yun, RJ. I, I know the feeling. I know the feeling. <laughs> Actually, I'm, 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 I'm thinking back right now. 2016, there weren't many uh, people to talk to about your problems. Kasi that startup community was, you know, nascent stage. And parang, it was still, I have to admire all the entrepreneurs who, who emerged before 2012, 2010, 2016. Kasi the, the capital structure was still very... Uh, not favorable to startup entrepreneurs. Um, there wasn't a big community, not like right now, where you have a lot of support. Ah, exactly. no? Ngayon, oh. my support system na, like for me, and nandiyan sila, sila Franco, sila Ron, sila Dennis, all of those friends. Yeah. yeah. And you, you could, Before, you could talk it was very you know. lonely. It was very lonely. Exactly. And so this is actually an, an ideal time for so people listening right now. If you're a tech startup entrepreneur, this is a great time. Um, over here, I got my good friend, uh, Paul Pajo from, uh, from the College of St. Benil saying, love the peddler story. Thanks for featuring them, RJ. Yeah, Paul, I've been wanting to feature. But I'm so glad you got the same time uh, to guest over here. And then, Nell, on the flip side, but I want to ask you, when did you start feeling like, like you know, you look at Pedro, you're going, wow, it's going to work. There are people who are going to, you know, uh, I think it's going to be a great app because I felt the same as sometimes in Mercato, people were saying, you know, when I saw like a, on one night, I saw thousands of people or hundreds of people coming in and out of the market. I said, wow. Mercado is going to make it. When, when did you uh, think that, oh, Peddler is going to you know, make it? So actually, we, uh, as I said, parang we started with the first 100 customers, iterate, release, iterate. Then, nagsimula kasi kami like tatlong developer than me leading the, the product side. Tapos Ico is like doing the operations. Parang there was a point nung nag-release kami ng version na hindi namin alam kung yun na talaga yun. Then apparently, paggising ko ng madaling araw, 1 a.m. pumutok na yung server. Wow! <laughs> so hindi ko rin alam yung gagawin, kung ano yung gagawin. So yung ginawa ko, bumili ako ng bumili ng server online, kahit mas costly siya, as out of budget. Tapos every 3 hours pumuputok talaga siya. So wow. parang, okay, so yun na talaga yun. Then yeah, I think that was, dun na yung nag-usap-usap kami. I think we need funds to keep, supporting this micro and small businesses para magamit nila yung application for free. So yeah, doon na siya. So every, uh, uh, the growth was heavily organic and exponent- exponentially based on like referrals talaga, word of mouth. Um, got that. And can you give me now uh, an idea of where, where how Peddler began? What is the current state in terms of, I guess, your KPIs during the time? Or how many customers you had at the time when you started off? And then now, just I mean, give me an idea of how just big Peddler is right now. So we just concluded like 2 million downloads last month. Wow. Yep. So that's how big it is right now in terms of growth. Like given like parang one, one year and a half, uh, one year and one month palang siya on the market. For those people who mostly downloaded it, downloaded your product, 
these are mostly uh, small business owners. Yep, micro and small businesses. Though there are other people who are using it, like yung mga medium size na may mga franchise, etc. But they, they wanted to customize. But apparently, we don't do customization at the moment because so we are building a, a product that fits all the requirements for micro and small businesses right now. Got got that. So uh, when when and now that the product is running, no. Another question people also have, though, when they put up an app, is you know, what's the business model? How exactly does Pedro make money from developing an app which is being used by uh, by small business owners? So initially, when we went to market, wala talaga kaming revenue. Like as in, like we're giving it for free. We just want to help and solve the problem on the ground. Right now, we had release monetization, like yung eload, sell eload naman, because it totally makes sense. Most of the users of Pedro are using the application to monitor their digital inventory. Tas may mga sarili-sarili pa silang phone sa side. So we incorporated it from selling, going to accounting, to inventory management. So that's one. Then we will transform some of the sarasara stores later on to acceptables payment. And also ATM, uh, parang they can transact to cash out, cash in for ATM transactions with Land Bank and all other banks in the Philippines. So parang Got ganun that. yung tinitingnan namin. So it's more of like giving the, the, the layer, the product for free and building up on top layers to monetize the user base okay. right now. But it's more of monetization na hindi sila makukuhanan ng money but more of like helping them grow by creating more businesses for them. So parang ganun yung thinking. And that's where the money's gonna come from free, from the layered product that you create on top of Peddler. Peddler yes, is free but to secure the layered products will require some, some is it for no, subscription like, or commission? So like if you're if you're using Peddler and you want to sell e-load, so sa mga Peddler user pala natin dyan sa community, kung nakikinig man kayo, magbenta na kayo ng e-load gamit yung Peddler. Kasi doon lang kami kikita. So, pero, ginabalik naman namin yung some of the margins to them. Eh. Like, through rebates. So, parang ganun. So, parang gagamitin lang nila, kikita pa sila at masusustain pa namin yung business. So, yeah. parang ganun. It reminds me of my interview last week with Ash Mandian of Metaverse Go who came from Facebook as well. I mean, that's the same logic of Facebook. Facebook's actually free. If you think about it, but the monetization comes in from the layered products, such as the boost yep. post ads, such as uh, you know, and that, that's mainly the, the where you get it, and the other layered products which they create coming out of Facebook. That's where you where yep. you make the money. The uh, principle, naman namin, pati yung thinking, what would benefit the larger group of the user base? Because one of the things that I said ko na na one of the things that we're looking at later on is more of like for Sara Sara store, we will democratize the sourcing of your supplies. Alam ko may mga other players na but this one is much more of different kasi we will be going to market to solve the inventory problem of ng, ng mga sara-sara store. Just gonna check yung product and all available suppliers around your area will be there. Then we want peddler to position like if you're new business owner you just download the application nandun na lahat registration na DTI kung gusto mong magparegister nandun na siya lahat all, all in stock. Tapos gusto mo mag tayo ng sara-sara store, hindi mo alam yung product na bibilin. May mga starter pack kami na lalabas based on our data sets na kung 5,000 lang yung budget mo or 10,000, pipindutin mo lang yun kami na bahala yung AI na namin mag-auto-sort ng products na, na ipibenta mo. Nasiguradong malaki yung margin or maganda yung margin tapos mabilis mabenta ng mga product. Great. So what, what I'm seeing here right now is really moving up the value chain that you're creating here, Pedler. You're, you're, you're integrating the value chain going, going forward and backward. Uh, for the small business owner who comes on board using the Peddler app. People talking about Peddler app is here as well. Uh, Nelson Batan Jr., top fan, cap Peddler here. He's saying, uh, Mike, let's show that over there on screen. And we also have over here from Vavant Tugado again saying, I, I love Peddler. Thanks so much, uh, Vavant, for participating over here. I I'm getting to see the, really the, the, the bigger picture of Peddler. And from the data analytics and from your entire view of the market, Nel, you know, what, where do you see other entrepreneurs who can still participate sort of like in the better ecosystem or in the whole, in the whole tari sari or small business scene? Where do you see the, oppor the, the opportunities for them to, to grow businesses? Actually, on the segments that we're playing, it's like really, really big. It's not a zero-sum space. So there are a lot of people who can play differently, different, giving different products. Because like, for example, there are other things on the micro and small business segment that are still yeah. underserved right now pero madami pa ring mga problema for example yung yung mga yung sourcing nitong mga products ng FMB food and beverage com uh, company na maliliit hindi nilalamsan bibili ng ng mga styrofoam plastics all of those things so ang daming opportunity all of this 
Got it, got just, it. So it's like, you integrate now into the you integrate now into the Pedro ecosystem, parang ganyan. Yeah, po. If you want to supply all of those things, we have the data. We know who you you can sell to these micro and small businesses. Fantastic, fantastic, really great. I got a great question coming in from Paul Paho over here, and I think it's really nice. He's saying, based on Nels and Pedro team's insight, what adjacent problems need to be solved that Pedro isn't solving yet? That you know. You're willing to share with other people, that You're willing to say, okay, you guys can solve it because you know I got thought to solve already. But you guys can also address these other pain points. Mm. The utopian way to look at this is like there's a p- opportunity areas of like migrating this micro and small businesses to digital payment, as in like cash trans, the cash fee transactions. But for where the Philippines right now, medyo matatagalan pa tayo don, because there need to be an incentives for this micro and small business owners to accept wallets or other like online payments. And there's also a benefit and incentives for the the buyers to use it. Na right now hindi pa namin ma figure out kung ano yung classing incentives. Na. But yeah. like if, if we can crack that problem and we can create a solution around that, it will be a massive opportunity. Fantastic. Uh, and I love it because and sometimes Pedro can figure that out. Sometimes it takes getting into you. It's just why you really have to do the business to figure out what the business, what, what the clients want. It's not an easy, yep. it's not a solution that you uh, can think of. Because the insights, naman, everybody are claiming that they're targeting MSME in the Philippines in terms of online payments, etc. But the real insight It's like you cannot touch with the micro and small business owners in the Philippines if you can't solve one of the problems that they have right now in order for them to migrate to digital payment, which is like yung settlement period. Got that, if you got like that. a Sara store, you're you're playing for a 1,000, 1,500 cash flow, tapos ipapadaan pa sa gateway payment, tahawakan yung pera ng 7 days, 5 days, wala, patay na yung wala business. Kailan pa ikutin yung tao ka agad? It needs to happen real time, the transfer Funds needs to happen real time, and I, I think everybody's working on that already. Like we have open banking already pre- uh, present in the Philippines, and every all wallets are looking at it. Naren, like we have GCash, pero yun. Got it. Yep. Over here, I want to bring back Paul's comment again. Thanks, Paul, for participating over here. He says, "Would love to link Peddler with Plantina, who we also had on this program as well." Uh, maybe Nano Credit can solve that incentivized digital payments migration. So, uh, if you want to, Paul, uh, if you want to, Nell. Um, You know, I work. You know, this is the ecosystem I've developed also here in the Argila Desa podcast. Would love to introduce you to the other other partners who might be able to help you out with your concern. Now, we we've talked about a lot of different things, and we're starting to wrap up uh, this discussion here right now in the podcast. But I want to know where do you see um uh where do you see you're taking Pedro three to five years down the road? Is it uh, growth here in the country and expansion of your of your value chain, or do you see yourself? Moving to other countries where sort of like they've got the same sort of economic structure as the Philippines. Yep. So I think what can I say in terms of the like the the horizon that I have right now? Like only like two three years. We just want to focus on solving the problems in the Philippines. I don't know what will happen for five years, ten years, but there, for sure there's an ambition or like a growth mi- mindset of going to Southeast Asia later on. But right now there are a lot of things to be done for Philippines, and we want to stay where we are. And you know, para like like a lot of micro business owners will be helped along the way. So ganon lang namin tinitingnan siya ngayon. Thanks. That's sort of like if I if I may, no, it's sort of like the founder's mindset that you got from Unilever. Now, okay, let's just keep on doing it, and you know, we'll figure something yep. out along the way. But still, there are things I don't know. Yeah, there are things I don't. Because there's no perfect plan. No perfect plan, and you might figure out along the way that you know, yeah, just making. Just really uh, deep diving into the Philippine ecosystem or an economy might be enough for the business to grow, really scale up, right? So yep. you never know. Now, having said all that, it has been a truly, truly insightful discussion together with you, Nell. From your corporate work, uh, from your first startup, your current startup, which is doing very good. What would be your, I guess, three top management or business insights that you gained over the years that you want to share? With your fellow startup entrepreneurs, or just entrepreneurs in general, in general, listening to us here right now in the podcast. Yep. So I think that number one, or on the top of the list, which I think we've been practicing with peddlers, like it's okay to fail. You just need to fail fast and pick up the learning. Ganon lang kami dito sa 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 team. Eh. Like you pick up the learning, move on, and you know, 
learn again. So ganun siya. So that's the number one on on the list. Then second is like people are very important, especially the team. You need to take care of them, develop people. And how we hire in peddlers not really more of like what they did in the past. So what potential can we see right now and where they are going later on if they are given like the right guidance and the right training and the, the tools. So yun. Because like even right now, almost 60% of the people are locally hired from Katbaloban. So like, Yun. So people were saying it will not work. You need talents outside of the region or like, yeah, for sure, for the top level management, we're sourcing it like remotely from Manila or some other parts of Philippines. But yeah, we're giving opportunities for the local people to get that employment that they deserve in the summer. Great. I, I love that. And, you know, you're also supporting the growth of the microeconomies in, in, in different regions. There's not always... I need to centralize everything uh, out of Manila. Any last piece you did say about you know, learn from failure, good people, anything? Any any last uh, last uh, piece of advice? Yep. So yung yung last learning ko is really more of like just enjoy the journey. A lot of problems will come in for sure, <laughs> but you take it at face value. Because like if your mind is like two like two months, three months from now, you you lose the opportunity of giving your best right now on the current problem that you're facing. Kasi like yung pa-advance mag-isip, parang na, nag-overthink na paano yung dumating yung ganito, etc. Hindi mo pa nga natatapos yung problem na hinaharap mo ngayon. Eh. Alam mo yun. Okay. So parang ganun lang. I like that. Take, face your, uh, take your problems at face value. Solve this one muna. Don't think about the problems in the future. Solve the first problem right now. Uh, Aldria Winchell saying one of the things that she got from you is learn from your mistakes. Thanks so much, uh, Aldria Winchell, uh, for sharing that one. And for the people here listening again right now, Let's do one more plug for, for Peddler, uh, that for the people who still, uh, let's, let's onboard more people for Peddler right now. We're talking to people all over the country and all over the world. Uh, encourage them why, why they should get Peddler right now. Yeah. So if you have a small business or like you're planning to do a small business, I think it's time for you to download Peddler. It will help you manage your inventory, manage your accounts receivable and payables. And we have free store link if you're selling it on facebook instagram etc you can use peddler all right then okay. join our peddler community on facebook if you have questions we have a very active user community that you can ask and everybody will answer and support you well thanks so much uh, for joining us over here right now nel ligo peddler all the way from eastern desires nel pakibati na last time pakibati mga tao sa eastern desires and, and let's thank them for their support yep thank thank you so much everyone maupay nga gabi utro salamat ani pamati hininga podcast ni RJ Ledes. Thank you. Again, thanks so much now for being here. Again, Jay, Jay Sapanta over here saying, uh, love Peddler. I want to show that long. He got, he's showing his love for Peddler here right now. Uh, Mike, let's show that over there. And uh, we have also as well, uh, Jerick San Pedro saying, pick up all the learnings and move forward. And lastly, we've got Kane Alvarez saying, thank you, Sir Nel, Ico Peddler team and the community. Hashtag Peddler lang sa kalam. Again, thanks so much for guesting here on the show, Nel Igo Pedro. And we'll see you guys again for the next Argila Desmo podcast. Guys, have a great time ahead. Have a great week. Thanks, guys. The views and opinions expressed by the podcast creators, hosts, and guests do not necessarily reflect the official policy and position of Podcast Network Asia, the hosts of the program, or other programs of the network. Any content provided by the people on the podcast are of their own opinion and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50% to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.